few years ago, I entered college. I was pretty excited to meet new people, join clubs, live away from home. Granted, I was moving to a small town from a smaller town. I was in a program that taught much differently than anything I had ever experienced. No tests, no lectures. We read, thought, and talked about books. I was living the dream because I loved to read and talk about interesting ideas. But I barely participated. I was so scared that I would say something wrong or that I would look foolish. I remember having a mid-semester conference with my professor. Her suggestion? Talk more in class. Ooh, <laughs> I don't know about that. But I was terrified of receiving anything less than an A, even though this was a pass-no-pass no class. So I did talk more. I set a really high goal for myself, two times per class. I didn't care if I brought up good discussion questions. All that mattered was that the teacher thought so. It was the same pattern for every class I took. Ultimately, I wasn't learning how to think for myself or grapple with ideas. I was learning to do the least amount of work possible to achieve an A, to get a high score. No tests, no lectures, but that didn't necessarily mean no pressure. You see, my idea of what school was for had already been developed. That it was a barrier that I had to overcome. That I had to get through eight semesters to as quickly and efficiently as possible. And I wasn't alone. After talking to a lot of my classmates, I realized that they felt the same way. Test scores and grades define success for the majority of our lives. So the question is not how can we get kids to succeed in school, but how we can redesign what school is so that students learn out of desire rather than obligation. If the goal of school is to help kids develop critical thinking, creativity, and the like, then our current schooling system doesn't make any sense. Right now, kids see that learning is work to be avoided whenever possible. And the fact that so many students see school that way is for good reason. They are constantly judged by how they perform in class, not by their actual ability or curiosity. To get kids to do the work, teachers often encourage kids with rewards or praise. However, this is not the best way to get kids to learn. After my first semester of university, I got a tutoring job to work with kids on things like phonics and attention skills. To teach kids to read, we would use something like this. We would read down these words with a metronome, down these columns every single time I met with the kid. And if a child didn't say the word correctly, then they would be forced to do it again. How agonizing is that? The only way I could get these kids to do the sheets was to bribe them with points that they could earn towards a prize. But soon enough, they would say, how many points? Basically, is it even worth it? This isn't fun, this is work. And I need to be rewarded to do it. Many studies conclude that rewards do increase participation, but the results do not last. And I had to learn that the hard way. Soon enough, the points weren't enough to keep them on task. The only time the kids I worked with wanted to do something was if it was a game. When they found interested in it on their own, they were much more engaged and the session went by much more efficiently. When we bribe kids to do something, 
it tells them this is work to be avoided whenever possible. Author Alfie Kahn points out that while incentives do increase the probability that we'll do something, it changes the way we do it. A study in the 90s recruited subjects for a self-help program to quit smoking. There were, they were randomly split up into groups, some being those who were offered a prize, those who got feedback to help stay motivated intrinsically, and those who received nothing. While those who received a prize participated more at first, they ended up being the group that smoked more than the others, even those who received no incentive whatsoever. So while incentives may appear to work, it is only for a short time. It doesn't make any sense to reward behaviors that we want to continue permanently. We don't bribe kids to brush their teeth because we want them to do it when we take the reward away. Doing something because you enjoy it is the only way to keep people engaged in learning, which says a lot for our schools. You might think that changing how kids are taught is next to impossible, but here's the thing. We already inherently know the difference between schooling and learning. There was a study where adults were split up into two groups. One group was to work with a kid to help them learn science, and the other group was to help a kid with a worksheet. The adult let them experiment when they knew the goal was science, but the teacher didn't let them get off track when they knew the goal was to complete the worksheet. So how we view school as adults, as teachers, as students needs to change. And so with this research in mind, we need to make drastic change. You've probably heard of charter, magnet, and even Montessori schools. Many of these schools were created because someone saw that the public school system wasn't working. There's a school in the UK called Summerhill, a school in which kids are given more freedom, more say, and pretty much a voice in their education. The idea behind this is that when children know they're responsible for their education, they take that responsibility. Turning the power over to the students is key to producing self-motivated learners and contributing members of society. Now, my university's program is already doing all of these things, yet many students are still focused on grades rather than learning. We need to change the culture at a lower level. We need to change how kids, parents, and adults view the school system and what school is meant for. But you don't have to teach at a charter school, a magnet school, to do something different, to change the culture. Growing up, I noticed a common dream sequence in all kids' TV shows. That class would finally be outside. Simply by playing or being outside, kids learn so many valuable life skills that we deem needed for success in the future. Critical thinking, creativity, originality, these are all things that are praised, but our school systems aren't reflecting that. We also need to put less emphasis on grades and less emphasis on tests. Give kids a voice and a choice. Choice feeds motivation. Let children choose what to read or look into because if kids are being taught to avoid failure rather than seek success and explore, then they're missing out on so much. 
Technology is already widely available in schools. So much information is out there. So much information is available. So many resources are available. Don't be afraid to expand the classroom walls. First, we need to listen to kids. They actually have some pretty interesting and helpful things to say. Who better than them to deem what is best for their own education? Let children choose what to read or what to research for a project because then they will go so much deeper, they will try so much harder, and they will end up learning much more than they ever would have had you assigned them what to read or what to see. Both parents and teachers should know this. Once children are perceived as partners in the learning process, they will take initiative. Put less pressure on your kids. Let them be creative. Let them explore. Let them be free to learn. I still struggle with the balance between being self-driven and the desire to get good grades and impress other people. Heck, this TED Talk is for a class. But I can say, going into my third year with virtually no tests and no lectures in a program with less emphasis on grades, that my love for discovery has been re-sparked. Thank you.